Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man podcast. Now, if you are a first home buyer, then you are in the correct place. This first series is going to cover everything you need to know to buy your first home, including what requirements you need in terms of the bank, but also who you should hire along the way to help you out with that process. Now, don't worry if you're not a first home buyer and you're looking for an investment property, the next series will be exactly what you want to go to. So just skip the first five episodes and start there. Just a reminder that this is not individualized advice. If you would like individualized advice, please reach out and follow me, Aaron, the mortgage underscore man on Instagram or give me a call on 022-065-1217. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast. Today I'm joined by Joe Harris from Lodge Real Estate down in Hamilton. How are you doing, Joe? Really well, thanks, Aaron. That's good. How is Hamilton at the moment, I suppose? Good weather? It is actually a really nice day today. Didn't have to take the raincoat today, which is a good thing because it's been pretty wet most of the week so far. Nice. But yeah, good no. Good to hear. So, um, I guess for anyone that is listening, it is what the second day of spring now. So if you listen to this a year, a year, a year on, and know what time the year it was. Um, Absolutely. Also, even though the flowers, even though the flowers are actually a little bit out of um, season, aren't they? That we've already had all the daffodils, just about. Yeah, I did see that on the news. Um, but I think it's also important for people that are what, listening to this, they kind of know which stage of the market we're in and what is relevant to this. So September 2020, rather than people listen to it like two years later on, may not be relevant information. So that's kind of an important note. Um, so the reason I have got you on this podcast is to answer and discuss um, a question that I get a lot and that is when is the right time to buy your first home? Um, do you see this as a kind of common thought or worry when you have you know, first home buyers going through your homes or do you think that they've already kind of decided that's why they're actually looking at the homes? Uh, I think that the first home buyers are very much ready to buy. Sometimes they talk to their family members who can sway them a little bit to think differently. Uh, yeah, I was talking to a colleague this morning and his dad was had a big rant at this agent um, because he was just saying, oh, there's multi-offers and things. It's just not fair. And yeah, so I'll, I'll talk further about that in a minute. But it's definitely a very fast-moving market. Yeah, so I guess if you were a first-home buyer or someone like a first-home buyer, maybe like at a barbecue asked you, is now the right time to buy what would your answer be and why uh, I would say definitely um, now is always the right time to buy um, if you look at the stats um, from June to June in Hamilton the median sale price has gone up a hundred thousand dollars so you know people that were looking and haven't bought they've been looking for the last 12 months and haven't bought, they've essentially lost that. They can't buy what they were looking for before. Yeah, and that's not just Hamilton alone. Like obviously, the whole of New Zealand has gone up as well, maybe not by that amount uh, or by more maybe in Auckland, but like house prices have continued to rise 
and you know a very common kind of theme and Absolutely. i guess oh, i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait till the market drops i'm like well you know you might be waiting a long time and is that a <laughs> risk that you really that you really want to take because if you look at historical data i don't think the market has dropped for a year on average in three decades like with the exception of christchurch when they had the earthquakes i don't think uh you know new zealand's market has yeah, dropped no, there's no real downward trends um, at all, really. Um, I've just got the latest stats in front of me. Um, the median sale price for the end of July was actually um, 6.36. Um, so it does, you know, change from month to month. Um, but July last year, it was 5.90. So it is, you know, it's definitely up. And, and like I said, in June, it was up 100,000. So and in, in the, the median sale price range in this graph that I've got here is just, it's, there's no downward, it's all up. Everything is up from year on year. It's amazing. Yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah, and I don't know why people think, oh, I'm gonna wait to, to see what the market does. Obviously, we're at a very interesting time uh, with you know the wage subsidy just about to end, mortgage holidays, got a couple of months left, and then maybe we will see a drop, but um, we don't know, nobody knows. No, and no, the last, the, the last big drop that I recall um, was in 2008, I'm thinking, out loud here, yeah. and, and there was um, a big, there was a you know a reasonable drop but as long as you're in this for the long game that doesn't matter if you're buying and selling in the same market that's the key you know so exactly. it really doesn't matter what you buy it for as long as you can hold on to it mm. and i think also is one thing that people kind of forget or don't understand is you know if you save fifty thousand dollars today is that really something that's going to matter in 10 years time like you know, if you like a house, you can afford it because you've been approved by the bank and it is your first home, you know, you're probably going to miss out. You'll wait. So why not just buy it? And if $50,000 is more than what you wanted to pay, but you can still, you know, you can still get that money borrowed. In 10 years time, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm so annoyed. I spent $50,000 more and now my house is worth double what I paid for it because that is kind of the direction <laughs> and the trajectory. I don't think, you know, if you put it in that perspective, you're kind of like, oh yeah, well, uh, I wish I actually did pay $50,000 more because I got this dream house that I wanted and all the other ones yeah. were crap and this was the one that stood out. And I think, yeah, if you like it, you can afford it, why not buy it? Yeah, that's yeah, kind of and absolutely. And, and that's, that's exactly what's happening, Aaron. Um, I've, I just had a multi-offer on Monday night on a property um, it's not sold unconditionally yet, so I won't talk about the actual values, but there was, it was listed for mid fives mm -hmm. and I had a, uh, there was nothing below the asking price and I have a 75, no, 70k range mm. of, of offers. Yeah. And most of them first yeah. home buyers, would you say they're investors? I would say they are all first home buyers. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All and first think, or second, actually. Yeah. And do you think that us being obviously you're a real estate agent, me a mortgage broker, do you think that we have a biased opinion in telling people that we are like, yeah, buy? Because obviously if they buy, we do get paid. But 
if we were maybe from an accountant's point of view or someone that's a little bit more conservative, what do you think their advice would be? Ooh, I think, I think that's where people can be swayed is by people that are not actually in the market at the moment and they think they know, but they don't actually know. Um, you know, like people will say, oh, it's got to go down because of COVID, but we're just not seeing that at all. And like I said before, if you buy and, and the market does drop, well, then you just have to hold on to it because historically forever, we have always had an increase in prices. It's, you know, in New Zealand, we have not seen, you know, a downward turn and it stayed there for a long time. Yeah, and I think this is one of those things as well, is that you only really lose money if you sell the property at a loss. Like you just said, Great. if you hold on to Great. it and wait. And again, if it's your first home versus an investment property, who cares if the value drops? If you're happy in your first home and you're not thinking of selling it, you've got a first home and that's that's the winner mm. because instead mm. of you having to pay rent for someone else's mortgage, you've now got a home that you can you know, create memories and do your own renovations, have your veggie garden, have your pet dog, all of that stuff. And I think people probably don't even really care if the value's dropped because they're not going to be selling it anytime soon, that, um, which that's is right. a little and, bit different. And, yeah. And imagine, you know, like if you continue to rent, I'm assuming, you know, assuming that first home buyers are renting or, or at home, um, yeah. the, the money that they spend on that rent is not going towards them. It's going to someone else. So, yeah. I always talk to people about, you know, taking that into consideration. You know, if you had to pay $500 a week for, for the year, um, you know, what's that? I can't even think right now. Um, but that's, you know, the growing rate of 26,000. So there you go. Mm -hmm. So there's, that's one year of, of rent that you're actually putting towards your mortgage and contributing towards something for yourself, which is, you yeah. know, which is awesome. So if you pay a little bit more at the end of the day, does it really matter, especially in this market? Because mm. otherwise, you're just not going to get in. Yeah. Um, so, and I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Shall I shall I build on that on how I think that people could prepare themselves? Before you do that, I think another thing to to mention is because interest rates are so low in a lot of situation, it is actually cheaper to have a mortgage and pay that off than to rent. I know, in Auckland especially, you know you could you can have a mortgage of $800,000 and at 2.49%, that is cheaper than renting in the same area. And that's, you know, a, a double winner yeah. because you're not only, you're not only paying off your own mortgage, you now have a house that is going to eventually have some equity in, you have your own control and it could potentially be cheaper to own and, you know, rent. Yeah. Uh, well, to, if you were paying, renting. yeah. Well, if you were paying more rent, continue to pay that amount and pay the equity down a little bit, you know, well, sorry build on your equity yeah pay the debt down mm. yeah mm. so mm. yeah if you go into what you're just about to say and just kind of uh uh grow on that that thing that you're just mentioning yes so uh, my advice to people i'll just tell a little story about a multi-offer that i was actually in on friday last week so mm -hmm. i've been working with this buyer for a number of months and unfortunately she has missed out um, due to you know various circumstances like of course she's got a limit that she can borrow up to um, so the property was on the market for 639,000 
Um, she, she I, it's original. It needs tidying up, but it was very tidy. So you could live in it. You know, it was quite livable, um, but very dated. So she she decided um, that she wanted to offer six sixty. Okay, so we. Uh, worked through as many of the conditions prior to that that we could to get herself in the best possible position. So a lot of in a lot of instances at the moment, people are actually putting in unconditional offers. So not all people can do that, but some people can. So if you can, do it. You know. Um, so she got her lawyer to check the title beforehand. She had a builder check it. She um, had her finance. Uh, essentially approved but in the end because time had had gone she actually needed to put three days finance in there um, and the limb we checked the information that was provided by the council so all of those things were ticked off beforehand so essentially she was she was good to go so like I said it was it was a priced property at 639 in the end there was 13 offers she had her offer of 660. One of my colleagues had an offer of 680. Mm -hmm. And it sold unconditionally that day for 703,000. So that is what is happening in this market. Mm. So first so off, you get all your ducks in a row. And then even absolutely. then, you've got to be pretty aggressive. Yeah. Very. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, you know, like people go, like I remember a few years ago, the market was similar to this with the number of multi-offers in that and people were getting really upset because they would say, mm. oh, we would have paid that. And it's like, well, so I do tell that story because, you know, if you, when you're putting in your offer, make sure you, you, you're not going to have the opportunity to negotiate. So you need to mm. con consider that, okay, if this is what I was going to put in, but I would have been happy to end up here, put that in. But you've got to be yeah. happy with that decision and not come back and say, oh, I would have paid that, you know, because you had that opportunity. Yeah. So, and I think that's a very yeah. clear distinction for first-time buyers is if they are going to buy a house by negotiation and it just is them putting an offer in, then, yeah, you can go a little bit lower and you can start the negotiation process. But if it is a multi-offer, you need to put in your best offer because you may not have the chance to negotiate with it. Mm, very unlikely. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that that time that you were talking about was actually probably when we first met and that would have been before I moved to London. I think that was probably like five years ago. Two thousand and five, years Yeah, ago. I was going to say 2015. It was, it was yeah. very similar to this. Um, I mm. think we had a, uh, I think we were turning over, we had less stock again. Um, I yeah. think it was about 400, 350 to 400 houses on the market. And we were pretty much selling all of those houses and bringing that many on every month. And they were all going, but in competition. At the moment, we've got around 600 houses on the market. Um, there's there's quite a few multi-units and things involved in that new new builds and house and land mm. packages. So, yeah, there, there's still a real shortage, and all the homes that are coming on at that first first home buyer level are just being slammed with multi-offers. Do you think most of these people that are buying these houses are people from Auckland moving down to Hamilton or are they Hamilton residents? Like who's actually no. buying them? Ha Hamilton people. Okay. There's a few investors in the mix as well. Um, some of them are really realistic and some of them are still trying to, you know, get a bargain. 
Um, but, you yeah, know, there's a lot of first home buyers and some second home buyers, you know, they're moving areas as well. So they might yeah. be moving from a, a diff one area that was, you know, to another area. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of that upgrading. Mm. Um, mm. So one thing I wanted to kind of talk about, and I have my own kind of opinion on this, but it's good to hear others. Um, obviously now because of the market is what it is, and let's say someone has a strong income, but they haven't quite got their 20% deposit. Do you think, let's say they've got a 10% deposit, do you think it's worth them waiting and saving that extra 10% uh, so that they can buy with a 20% deposit and maybe have access to slightly lower interest rates or just get into the market if the bank says they can because they've only got a 10% deposit because they've got strong income. Like, do you think there is, oh, let's just wait until we've got a 20% deposit because that might take six months to a year or do you think they should just kind of like, again, if they see a house they like and they can't afford it, just get into it? Mm. Um, obviously, that 10% that increase that they need to get to 20% is, you know, it's, it can be a real struggle to save. Um, so, in my opinion, I would suggest that they just go for it because the 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 time it takes them to save that money, the market's likely to have moved, and they wouldn't be able to buy what they thought they could at that time mm. compared to now. Yeah, I think if we did the math really quickly, we would say what well, a seven hundred thousand dollar purchase price, ten percent deposit is seventy thousand, twenty percent is one hundred forty thousand. So, can you mm. save seventy thousand dollars? in a short amount of time because let's say you save seventy thousand dollars in a year which is pretty good saving habits what's actually yeah. going to happen like if you think of last year that market moved a hundred thousand dollars so can you mm. save seventy thousand yeah. plus another twenty percent of that growth so that's now ninety thousand dollars in a year to catch up which for me I'm almost like, and this is how I bought my first house. I bought it with a 12% deposit, I think. I was like, I don't care if I have to pay a little bit more interest rates. I just want to get into that house. Yeah. And, um, you know, now I don't have to pay those high interest rates. And now there's plenty of equity and enough equity to actually buy the second house within a year because of yeah. that. And I was just like, you know, you and I have yeah, a very you can't similar. save that equity. Mind, yeah. Just buy. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. can't save that equity, equity in, you know, in the um in the you know by working. You just it's just mm -hmm. too hard, you know. So yeah, you'd, you'd make more money by going for it now. I'd suggest. Um, probably another thing to mention is that I think people need to be a little bit, um, flexible. <laughs> is that the right word? Um, <laughs> and 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 what they aspire to want, um, and be I guess. You know, there's not many homes that don't need anything to be done on them. Every home needs a little bit of maintenance, a um, little bit of TLC, a bit of love. Um, so the, I think it's fair to say that to get something that you want is almost a little bit unrealistic at the moment. Um, and be prepared to put in the hard yards and get your get a bit of elbow grease out there and do lots of little cleaning and paint makes an amazing difference. You know, it just transforms properties and, and it's, and it can be done. You can do it. You know, you can learn how to do it and then do it properly. So yeah. Yeah. And it adds value think, to your asset as well. 
Yeah. And I think that is a really good point. Like this is not potentially a home that you can live in forever. It is your first home. It is going to just fill that void. And if you buy right from the first home and yes, let's say there does need a bit of work, just think how much that is going to leapfrog you into your second home. If you um, do kind of, like you said, be flexible with your requirements. Like I remember five years ago, Norton was the place not to buy in Hamilton and apparently now it's up and coming and now it's like that's where you're seeing the most growth so um, it's just one of those things that yeah if you can't necessarily afford what you want think about what things you will sacrifice temporarily mm. and then move on because I think it's quite safe to say that everybody wants to buy a mansion but <laughs> you can't buy a mansion <laughs> usually as your first home you kind of need to you know buy one buy two and then maybe it's your third home that is your, your mansion um exactly and yeah yeah that's what you and i have done isn't it so yeah absolutely i haven't got my mansion i haven't got my mansion yet. no but no but you've got time <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. that is one yeah. thing as well that i think for myself i need to be a bit more patient because i'm kind of like i want the nice house now but i'm only 32 and if you have a super nice house at 32 then yeah it'd be nice but then also like how does that even work <laughs> like you're usually well, 60 when yeah. you get the nice houses or something like that so and that's a, it's like that's a being whole patient. other conversation <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely patience is is the key for sure yeah but yeah no definitely i would just say just get in there but unfortunately at the moment you have to pay you know yeah. you have to pay top dollar mm. But I think also like just as a going back to like what would a conservative person say is, you know, banks are extremely conservative with their calculations and they're not going to approve a mortgage or some lending for you if they don't think you can afford it in a worst case scenario. Like they test the mortgage at 6% or higher at the moment. So if they are saying that you can afford it, then you can afford it. And if mm. you can afford it and you see a house that you like, then like just take that leap. Like I have um, family friends that have been trying to buy a house in Nelson for six months and they're just really nervous buyers. And in that six months, you can imagine how much like market has, the market has changed. And it's just like, understand that it's a stressful situation. It is your first home. And you know, that is something that even when I first bought, bought my first time, I was like, oh my God, this is quite nerve wracking. But, mm. you know, once you buy it, you kind of like, okay, cool. Like, just make sure, get your ducks in a row, do get a builder's report, do get a solicitor to look at it, get someone on your team, whether that is a good real estate agent or mortgage broker or, you know, someone that you trust that has done this before. But, um, you know, rather than having, uh, what's it, overanalyzing it, and para over what's the word? Overanalyzing over paralysis. Yeah. And analysis um, rather, by paralysis, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, rather than doing that, just get into it. Make sure you find your home, and that's why you have the boon report. But um, if you're wasting time worrying about all that stuff, then, you know, like the old saying goes, time is money. And, uh, yeah. you know, just, first home may not be about the money, but, it, you know, it is essentially you still need money to be able to pay for it. Oh, absolutely. And just be really realistic about um, things, you know, like I've just sold another property in um, Myroa and the, we're just working through the, through the final details at the moment, but the, you know, there's a few little, every, like I said, every home needs maintenance. So there was a, 
uh, drain pipe that was just draining out onto the garden basically and it was making the underground wet so it wasn't flowing into the actual drain so that little thing needs to be fixed you know there's a couple of cracked windows they need to be fixed um there was a a a ventilation system that has been installed in the house that actually probably isn't ideal for that house but that's just people putting things in that they don't really understand um you know and our end there was a slight meth reading in it as well so slight when i say slight it was like less than one so um, they've, they've taken all of that into consideration. They have asked for a reduction in the price. The, the vendors essentially said no. And they've gone, oh, well, we, we asked, we tried, um, but actually we're okay. We, we're prepared to take that on and we'll just work through that. Um, so don't let little things become big things because yeah. you'll, otherwise you'll never get anything. Exactly. And I guess on that as well, in terms of the maintenance, what do you see the current market is for house and land packages? Ooh, um, I'd have to probably do a little bit of research on that at the moment, but I'd say that they're definitely over the first home buyer bracket. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the whole idea of having a brand new house is a nice idea. Uh, but again, mm. it just depends on what you're looking for. Like for me, Having a, yeah, having a brand new house sounds great, but at the same time, if you think about what you're getting with a brand new house is you tend to not get much land, you tend to be very close to your neighbor. And for me personally, I don't really like the whole subdivision feel. I'd rather have a unique house that I can kind of uh, yeah, renovate if, everyone's, or do things up. Yeah, everyone's different. You know, like we've got a really, really cool house at the at the moment sorry on for 699 but that's usually above most people's limits as a first time buyer but it's brand new three bedroom two bathroom single internal access garage tile showers um but it's also a duplex so it's attached to another house that's the same but a mirror and it's got a 230 square meter section but actually the way it's built it's actually reasonable size you know the section it's it's not just a patio you've actually got a little bit of land so yeah just everyone's different there's also a couple of options around two bedrooms that are in that affordable range so under 600 at the moment you can still buy a two bedroom um duplex option but yeah if that's if that's what you're happy with but a lot of the first home buyers i'm finding they want three or even four bedrooms but mostly three with some land and garaging for sure. Mm. So I think to, to summarize, because um, I know you've got some houses to sell, summarize. I do. <laughs> think about, as anyone who's listening, just think about, you know, if you like a house and you can afford it, what's actually stopping you from buying it? Like write a list of non-negotiables and then write a list of things that you would almost sacrifice if you had to. You know, like, okay, we've got two kids. We need to have three bedrooms. Cool. That's a non-negotiable. Do we have to live yes. in that suburb? Maybe not. Let's live around the area. Um, does it have to be completely, you know, nothing, no work to do? Or do you mind if it just needs to look a paint? Like, kind of those things will help people mm. uh, have a clearer picture and what things they can kind of sacrifice if they need to. Um, Absolutely. And and be a little bit creative. I mean, hey, organise a, a 
party, have a working bee and tell all your friends to come around and we'll provide the food and a few drinks later. You know, imagine how much work you get done. <laughs> but yeah, and I think there's, there's so many ways of looking at it. Yeah, and don't just think about the right now, think about the 10 years down the road kind of thing. Like, you know, is this property in an area that's going to increase in value? Is this uh, property going to be a temporary thing or is it going to be your forever home? Most In most cases, it's just, you know, a stepping stone. Frog you to something else. Yeah. Mm, mm, absolutely. But, but yeah. Right. Um, I guess for anyone listening, how can they get hold of you? I will put your details in the kind of show notes, but just for them listening, how can they get yes. hold of you? Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I have my own website, so joharris.co.nz, or I am on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, or my phone number is 0275-513-552. Yeah, look me up. Just Google me, joharris at Lodge. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, hopefully this has helped some of you guys listening. Um, you know, it's good to kind of talk to you and to other professionals and see where you guys are at and just kind of help first-time buyers get a little bit closer to getting into their first home. Absolutely. Thanks, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. No problem.